With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to Toffee TV. We thought we'd have a chat about Kevin Thelwell's interview on the training ground we did last week. Good. Um, more communication from Everton's director of football. It's good. We hadn't heard. We, we'd had a couple of newsletters kind of thing, but we hadn't really heard from him. Then uh, the BBC Sounds documentary came out that Julia Bold did. Um, what was it? Nothing will be the same. Check that out if you haven't. Uh, and off the back of that, we've now got Kevin talking to the training ground guru. Ped, it's good that we're finally hearing uh, from Kevin Thelwell. And I thought in the whole, the interview was quite good. No, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good podcast. Mm. Uh, it's obviously talking to someone who understands the process um, in many ways. Someone mm. who obviously is. It's a podcast that obviously talks to a lot of people similar to him. Mm. So a lot of the same mm. um, things are spoken about in it, um, and he comes across really well. And mm. it's it's a uh, it's a pity that so far we haven't heard too much from him. But obviously, a lot was revealed about him in the in the BBC Sounds podcast, as he said. And again, it's that familiarisation with somebody who works at the club that we all have a lot of a lot of hope in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, uh, you know, on the football side, there's only really the manager, isn't there, who's uh, ahead of him in, mm. in terms of how much how much of effect he has. So we've said this for a long time. I think if you humanise people, you you get to know them a little bit more, then, then you... you you're not going to be as rash to make, you know, sweeping statements about them, or or just or make any kind of statements about them. To be honest, so mm. no, it was it was a really good podcast, and he said some interesting things. John, mm. people will often say, "Well, you don't hear from directors of football here or at this club or at that club," but given how well Kevin Thelwell does come across in the two pieces that we've heard, does it puzzle you a little bit that Everton haven't done their own version of this? I get that. Sometimes it's easier talking to an external person because they'll ask different kind of questions. But like Pez just said, making these people a little bit more human to us, the fan base, I think, might give them, buy them a little more time. I'll just say, you might say it's totally different. No, I don't, um, because you're quite right. I mean, Julia did a fabulous job. Mm. And I think universally people thought, me included, you, I guess, Ped, yeah, that the Kevin bits were good. Yeah. Right, Absolutely, yeah. go hallelujah! Finally, we're hearing from the from mm. the guy, mm. and then, and of course, that was part of quite a large piece, wasn't mm. it? Right, um, but then you get the when the next thing comes out, mm. we shouldn't be surprised. That's good as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I so, yeah. because I mean, for me, it's all, it's a bit you know, it's he's I mean, Kev, Kevin and uh, Sean must get mm. on well because mm. they they spoke both speak a bit of MBS, don't they? Yeah, um, but. The contents there's absolutely nothing wrong with it and he mm. again he comes across really well so i don't for the life of me understand why a he's been here so long before anything's <laughs> been done yeah clearly you know we, we've heard stories and rumors he doesn't like doing them but well if he doesn't like doing them it doesn't show when he when he does yeah, he do does them, them yeah. so maybe someone else didn't like him doing them i don't know 
Um, but Everton should be doing this themselves. Mm. Um, just to clarify, MBS's management business speaker, which is what John has just done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's management bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's management bullshit. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and we don't need that, mm. really. Mm. <clears throat> Because you have to decode what he's really saying, and fundamentally, what he's saying is his job is to produce a competitive team mm. that us lot can believe in. Yeah, uh, and he also talks about we're going in the right direction, which mm. is true, and we can all see it on the field, can't we? Absolutely. You yes. know, the disbelievers who didn't like stats and XG, this, that, and the others, are now I seeing it. XG. You know, seeing it with their eyes on a football pitch. Mm. And, and Although we did lose the XE on Saturday, it doesn't matter. The game. You know, it won't get mentioned now because we're winning football matches, right? <laughs> but but it's all about yeah. trend analysis, and anyone who works yeah. in business knows that you know you've got to see what the underlying trend is, and the underlying mm. trend was that Deitch, as a manager, supported by the director of football, who says yeah. that's part of his job, yeah. were getting the underlying trends right. It just wasn't showing, yeah. and there's always some lag between making a change and oh, seeing course, the benefits, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, I don't know why Everton haven't done it, because if nothing else, lo lots of Everton fans are going to click on this, aren't they? They're going to watch it. To they're be gonna, honest. They're going to listen to it, and that could all be clicks that the club, the, football club has the benefit for. Yeah, no, it's mm, good. Yeah. I agree, I agree. What's good, I think, about this one, Ped, or what's slightly different, mm. or majorly different, I guess, to what Julia did? Julia was very much within the season and coming yeah, to yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. And it, so a lot of it was focused on like what what has been difficult, what happened in January, mm. what happened here, whatever, which was good. That was really good. And this one is is more, I guess, an overview of what he's yeah. what he's what he's encountered so far, how they picked the manager, how they're back on the manager, and what he hopes to encounter mm. moving forward. Mm. So did you get any insights in that, or did it give you, um, how can I say it? Did it give you a little bit more comfort listening to him answer that stuff? You, I think or? I think I think what the main thing I took from it is there's a fair bit of realism in mm, what he was saying in terms Absolutely, of like yeah. where they are. Like you know, he never when he was asked the questions about the finances and stuff and where they are, and think you know he actually confirms in in the, that the only money spent was on a loan player. And yeah. We know that loan player was Dan Juma. Mm. Um, so that's one thing when, when people talk about the finances of the football club. Which is doing exceptionally well, by the way. Yeah, and he's yeah. saying, you know, he's saying he was saying the finances are are very very tight and mm. they have to work to a budget and that's very difficult to obviously things and it and it's good hearing things like that because ultimately that's the job he's got to do and if he's got if, you can't you should never like you know John just said it there but you shouldn't bullshit. For, Fans when it when everyone knows what's going on, yeah, yeah. should be open and transparent about it to the to the to, to the to the most you yeah. can be. I I imagine, and that will have made this job very very difficult. It's very very different. And he even says himself, I wouldn't have this job if it, if there hadn't been issues. Yeah. And it's my job to turn those issues round. And I think there's a there's a realism there yeah. uh, of where we are. And I think that's that again is something which is important. We've had many years of people trying to tell us things that we know are just not right or you know pull, pull trying to pull the what the wool over our eyes and mm. you, when that frustrates people because you're just like we're not children mm. football fans and evertonians get treated like kids mm. football fans in the whole but i think our, our club for a long time has treated us like kids mm. or oh, you you can't know that and it still goes on to a degree. You shouldn't know that. Why shouldn't we know that? It's, it's our football club. We don't want to know the ins and outs of, of everything. Mm. But there are things where you're just like, well, we know that's not true, and you keep on playing this this club line. So I thought 
listen, he come across early days, mate. He come across, he come across really well, and mm. for him, he's been in the job. You know what? Eighteen months now, hasn't he? Nearly two years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Two so, years in January. Yeah. So nearly two he's, years. He's he's um, again. I'm not going to go overboard and say you know you start to see the fruits, but because mm. it, it is a massive job. But it's good that he's spoken to someone like that, and um, it's interesting the way it's been used. The interview, the way Everton mm. have used it, I find that quite very interesting, yeah. and that to me says that maybe Everton should employ somebody to do more of these interviews that is sort of one foot in, one foot out mm. of the football club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I guess comes into your chief engagement officer, doesn't it? That things like this of of how you um, how you can make people at the football club more human, Kevin Thelwell being one of them. Fans will look at the director of football. Marcel Brands came in with a big reputation. We didn't really get to hear from Marcel either. We were at um, a couple of general meetings. A general meeting where he'd done it and and his presentation was actually really good. Yeah. And you're like, well, why couldn't other fans, why why was it only shareholders that heard that? Why couldn't regular fans just listen to that and go, oh, I understand exactly what Marcel's Mm. on about now. Right, that's where we're up to, Peds, right? a lot of it is just like we're not going to tell you, but they don't like it's like Peter said. We don't need to know everything, but there's this surely there, there are little <clears throat> wins that you can get and go. Look, this is where we are in general, and and it's just like a pointer for fan bases to go. Yeah, that's where we are. I understand it. Foot, football clubs and, and, and I think ours is particularly acute at it. Mm. Can get themselves into both a bubble. They live in a bubble, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a common accusation. But also, they can get themselves into a routine mm. that almost, you know, they, they fall into a space that says, we're doing these things because we have to, mm. not because we want to, mm. you know? You know, you look at preview periods, don't you, for the broadcast rights where the manager turns up, he, he, he deals with some inane questions from some journalists he's never seen before, and then he goes off and gets on with his day job. Mm. Now, of course, you do have to do those, yeah, right? Do. But every public pronouncement that you have is an opportunity to promote the football club, to generate mm. income, to catch another few fans who get to choose because mm. they're overseas or whatever it might be. Yeah. And what's really disappointing is that when we spend as fans months, if not years, trying to hear from someone like the director of football, mm. And we get all the noise about, and he doesn't like doing that, and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And then he does them, and we go, hallelujah, that's refreshing, isn't it? That's mm. really good. Mm. I like what he says. Yeah. I might be a bit iffy with the MBS, and I might mm. be a bit, as you, I think you just nailed it really well about a foot in both camps. Mm. It's not a challenging interview. It's a tame interview. Mm. But it's not as tame as if the football club had just said, no. and what's your favourite biscuit, yeah. you know, and, and At least the, like fe- the, fellow, the fellow who's talking yeah. to him knows what he's talking Absolutely about. Absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely right. And and I think that's the strength of it, really. Mm. And and let's let's hope that Pat, whoever within the club needs the confidence to... to push some of this content because it's not like it's live right mm. so you can edit it you mm. can you know oh, I, didn't, I didn't answer that quite right yeah, yeah but what we don't want is very tame flat frankly boring interviews mm. done in-house um now clearly you can try and control the stuff that gets done externally but as you said the man still knows his subject who's, mm. who's interviewing him mm. they're not going to just be patsies for a football no, club um and, and so on, and and yet the club have done it in the past. Back in the day when we we did uh, EBM, you know the podcast yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know we 
we had we interviewed Rizantsev, mm. and they never stopped us asking any questions. I think Brian Duggan, one or two things, he said, oh, you can't say that sort mm. of thing. And that was where, frankly, you know, um, Sasha was being a bit critical of a sponsor, right? Mm. So you think, oh, fair dues. Yeah. So the club does have to trust in it. Mm. So maybe in the past it's been at the, the executive level, someone's just gone, nah, right? Yeah. And we know that Bill was very much a, a character of, if you don't say anything, you can't get anything wrong. Mm. Denise was a command and control freak who wanted everything scripted, mm. you know? So maybe, just maybe, we're seeing the, the green shoots of, yeah, mm. the culture change, you want to call it that. Mm. And the sooner they get that chief engagement right. officer in, in the place to try and build it, build upon it, the better, Absolutely. really. Ped, let I mean, the positive stuff out of it, let's have a look People at that. People should go and listen to it. Oh, absolutely. God, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. He was talking about, we've got it on the screen there, you know, forever Tony's building something for people to believe in. Um, that's probably the best bit of, of, well, the, of the, the thing, The thing really? he talks about, you know, Evertonians <clears throat> want dogs of war, but they also want school, school of science and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, that, that is, it's good that you're actually hearing, because that is almost like that's a sort of philosophy that we are trying to follow. Mm. With that, no, it's not nailed down to we play three at the back and we, the goalie touches it with centre-backs and we do. But for us... We know Sean it. doesn't want that. No, no, <laughs> but that's like a through line for us, isn't yeah. it? To, to see what they're doing with... You know, what, no, that's... What that's um, from that kind of thing, it's a case of, yeah, understanding what the fans want, but not being held to it. Mm. And that's a, their philosophies rather than a, on a style of play, aren't mm. they? Yeah, being yeah. A, Dogs of War or School of Science mm. isn't aren't real things, are they? Mm. They're not. They're not. They don't really say anything, do they? They just. They're just monikers that we've put on particulars. And and actually, School of Science meant we you did everything, mm. basically. Mm. They're not. They're not. You know. Are we going to play, boss? School of Science. It doesn't. It doesn't really mm. come across. But he say he said the right things, and it, more importantly, I think it's it's a, a case of. Understanding, understanding what you're learning, what the fan, who the fan base are. The yeah. guys come from out. He's an out. He's come from outside. Of course, mm. his dad is a big Evertonian. Yeah, uh, I won't say. I just won't say any more about that. But his dad's a big Evertonian, so he un he understands. He understands because especially like your dad will probably be on some all the time. The phone every yeah, exactly. Day, yeah. Going, why did you do this? Hot, why did you do that? Phone. Yeah, and that's um, that's brilliant yeah. because that's that's. Um, it's real to him, isn't it? It's a real, yeah. It's a real mm -hmm. it becomes a real pressure, doesn't yeah. it? The pressure is real. You don't, you just, you don't walk away from that. Mm -hmm. If you lose your job or you want to quit your job and go, mm -hmm. I've left that behind. That's mm -hmm. like that follows you forever, doesn't it? So that kind of thing is good to hear, and and there'll be loads more behind that, of course. Oh, which wait. is, yeah. you know, that's 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 the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? In terms of what his job is, mm -hmm. satisf satisfying what fans desire is yeah, he's yeah. gonna have so much going on this will be the most complex balancing act that he's ever ever had to deal with mm. as a as a because he's got everything hasn't he? he's got all of, and going through the the stresses of um the obviously what we've seen at the end of the season he's you know that's twice that's not easy that's on no. him as that's on him as well as part mm. of his job isn't it so um yeah it was it was it was, it was good to hear some of the things he said because as i said before it's not like he's walking around, you know, thinking it's the job's going amazing. He's mm. just thinking, well, we look like we look like we're starting to go the right way. Mm. Not turning the corner, not yeah. 
we've got it all right. We've mm. just started turning the ship round mm. in yeah. the right direction. Yeah. And the next bit is let's see what where we can go with it. He talked about Sean Dyche. He does. Yeah. Said he was on the the radar and different things. Um, and he come in and and he talked about Sean Dyche evolving since he come in as Everton manager from what he was at Burnley. He says the numbers tell you that, the facts will tell you that, and all that. And Everton, that he were obviously at Sellers Park at the weekend, seeing mm. Everton win there, and, and that's six wins in nine. So if you look at where where kind of we were when Dyche come in, and where we are now. So we're sort of, what are we, kind of like 10 months on in the process or nine months on in the process. Mm. Do you, Are you seeing, for you, some evidence that not only is the manager kind of evolving a little bit from from what it started, but also seeing, like Peds just said, the team beginning to go in the other way. You, you go to every single game on one away, so you will you will be able to chart the difference in Evans' performances mm. on the road and at Goodison Park yeah, as well. Yeah. But do you, are you seeing something where you go, you know what, probably for the first time in a couple of years, we look a little bit more durable because we've been very weak in the last two seasons, mm. haven't we? Or, or, I think it's a complex question, yeah. that, really. That's what I'm here for, yeah, John. Yeah, because uh, I, I, the things you always have to see, we talked before about trends, right? Mm. Um, and there's glimpses in this uh, podcast, and mm. obviously the written word, I think, was, wasn't great. The loses it. Yeah, yeah, loses, loses yeah, it. So, so anyone who's read the article on the website, you really do need to go and see the interview, really, yeah. right? And and he, he, you see glimpses of the what, mm. right? A little bit of how, mm. right? Both of them incomplete, yeah. right? And know when. Mm. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. And that's the hard one because mm. no one's going to say, oh, we're going to win the league in five years' time because, mm. you, just, you know what I mean? But you've still got to give... Um, trust in the audience mm. which is the fan base ultimately about well i'm not going to tell you every goddamn task i've been mm. given by the boss but mm. yes. i am going to allow you to understand that we'll you will know if we're achieving what we say we're laying the foundations for if this happens yeah right mm. and i think that there's a safe place there right now which is we're not going to get relegated right mm. Unless, unless something really serious happens yeah. outside the control of people like uh, Kevin and Sean, mm. and by definition, therefore, the players, we're not getting relegated. Mm. A, because there's teams who are worse than us, mm. right? But that's all you want. Mm. Teams are worse than us, and some other teams are better than us. Mm. And what we need to do is learn what they're doing wrong so we don't do it, mm. learn what they're doing right so that we do do it, yeah? yeah? And, but the timing is great. The board's been wiped out, mm. right? And it will be when, when the ownership, if when the ownership changes. Mm. The manager's got stability, which he perhaps wouldn't have had if Farhad was still got his hand on the tiller and going, oh my gosh, we've lost three games, change the manager, mm. you know, that sort of thing. Some of the people who are very cautious and lacking in the ability to make decisions at, at, the, at the right time in the right way, mm. and I mean not necessarily Bill per se, but say the chief exec mm. and those sorts of people, they're gone, mm. right? So these guys haven't got anyone stopping them mm. doing the right thing. Mm. And, and maybe, they're never going to say that, are they? But just maybe that little bit gives you the confidence. I ain't going to get changed. shot mm. in the next five minutes, but perhaps more relevantly, I'm not going to be told what to do every bloody 30 seconds because mm. there's no one to tell me at the moment. Yeah. So quick, Sean, come mm. on, let's get the foundations laid down. So mm. that, and, it, and clearly he gets on well with the people at 777 because you know, he's worked with some of them before. 
and, and of course Sean is like most Premier League managers confident mm. in his own ability yeah. they don't last at all long if they're not mm. and all that trickles into the players so the players are just playing with confidence aren't they mm. they know what's expected of them yeah. that's Sean being clear and very you know you know very narrow with you do this you do that you mm. do the other and he's sticking to his guns mm. so all that builds momentum and I think that's what we're seeing now. Yeah. I mean, the team spirit is fabulous and appears, you know, visible. it's visible on the pitch. People yeah, can see it, course, right? Yeah. Dan Jumas, who, who getting left out, celebrating mm. and jumping on people and, and so on. Mm. That's a real challenge. Because like, you can't fake that. No. Right? No. So that's real, mm. right? So these guys will go to the go to you know go up come out the trenches together and they'll stand and fall about how they do it together and mm. that's all on the manager yeah and this guy presumably giving the manager the time to do it by dealing with giving him air cover yeah right absolutely. and what they did in the last transfer window clearly was demonstrably very good mm. because they got most of what they needed and they haven't spent any money yet mm. um, what they need is a board that can back in then. Mm. Right, because it's not his job, as he talks about in the podcast, you know, to to sort out the club's finances. No, he means his own finances, mm. right? But I also, when, when you say, and he, he rightly does, he talks about sticking to a budget. That's mm. normal. Mm. Whether your budget's fifty million or a hundred or five hundred mm. or a billion, mm. it's still a budget, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, these guys are doing the yards on prepping because they're doing this short, well, medium, long-term thing, aren't they? Well, you've just let, we'll, we'll, I'm going to wrap up in a minute, but you've just led it on nicely to the next one. I mean, Ped, we, we've just seen, he talks about his time at Red Bull, clear. Yeah. While he was at Red Bull, he did amass one of the youngest rosters, they're called, in MLS. And we've seen a little bit of that with Evan, yes. obviously. We've seen Timothy come in this summer, James Garner's another one, Amadou Onana, Nathan Patterson's already mm. there. Everton are chasing yeah. younger players around Europe now. There's a couple of lads from Corinthians in Brazil who look at. that sound so bad. <laughs> younger players. Chase some players yeah, around Europe. Trying to get a track. There's one! Doesn't sound any better, does it? <laughs> Interested in players get him, get with, yeah, with high ceilings. Yeah. Um, no, you're and, right. And obviously lower, low val lower value to mm. get them in and then obviously yeah, move yeah. them off. We've got one of the youngest starting 11s, haven't we? Well, that's yeah. it. And he's ho I think he's hoping to develop that yeah. here as well. And we have to almost do that with our budget. Well, we? I so think... But that's best practice. I think we are yeah. probably one, one of the last teams to realise that you don't you don't really lose money on no, young players. That's if right, you bring yeah. them in and you and you put them into a Premier League squad... They get Premier League experience. You, don't, you tend, the price you tend up, yeah. not to lose money on them. And yeah. we saw that. You know, we've Brands brought in like Henry on Yakuru and we, mm. we made... Walsh. Walsh, Walsh, yeah. Walsh sorry, Walsh brought him in, yeah, yeah, and, and then Brands has, you know, Keen. Brands, sorry, has brought in mm. Brandthwaite, mm. and we've made, we you know, we, 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 we the, yeah. the ceiling for should. him is huge. Oh. So we've had, we have Hopefully had. we don't because we, we keep him. No, no, but we have had these players, yeah. but we don't seem to understand that if you, you you can bring them in, loan them out, have a good plan for them. Mm. And I know what he said, and he said he mentioned in he about recently about. Um, we're not at the place where we can have the Brighton model yet. Looking three years down the line, we're very much going from window to window. Um, and I suppose it's every year for him is to create that thing when he brings young players in is to say, is to add another maybe six months every time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not this transfer window. We can now add on mm -hmm. another six months. So we're actually now looking the summer, the summer, whatever, yeah. and then we'll mm. and then we're looking at so every six months add another six months yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. and that's the way you do that is bring young players in mm. develop them 
Give them minutes. Yeah, give them minutes, loan them out, and then move on some of those other players. Yeah. And you keep on involving the team all the time whilst bringing money in. And that is, obviously, that's the real positive. And John, finally, he, he talks about, because this is the question, which is, again, why you barely have to listen to the podcast. Mm. The the host asks him about younger players and getting get minutes, talks about winning Premier League 2 with the mm-hmm. older squad in that division. And, and this was something everyone was critical of, keeping players for too long you know Nathan Broadhead is doing really well at Ipswich mm. still an Everton player at 24 and he's Crazy. never going to be in Everton's first team mm. but he's doing really well now mm. and there's other players and he does talk about that Kevin of like making the decision going yeah. we have to make a decision on these players by 90 if you're not in Everton's yeah. or you're not playing league football yeah. what, are you, what are we keeping you for and we have he, he's talking about Ellison we make money on Ellison Tom Cannon now, in an ideal world, and I think we'll he make does say this. as well when he goes. But, but the thing is, in an ideal world, you're trying to develop players to play in your first team. Yeah. But if not, develop players who will then go and make money. Now, we got £15 million for those two strikers. Mm. So, we need to see a bit more of that as we well. Don't a lot we? of money walk out the door. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, no, absolutely right. Mm. And, and that's why it's top to bottom, you mm. know, and... And he doesn't talk about it, of course, because it was the old boys and girls used to talk about his, his few hundred really item project plans mm. sort of thing. But it's been objective around those things. Mm. And if you, and he's been consistent as well, because you go back to the Julia thing, he talks about, we've learnt, you know, about yeah. Anthony Gordon being an example. Course, yeah. You know, let's just be decisive. And we've talked on this channel many, many times. Mm. It, it, the only thing the club has to do to keep us lot happy is be decisive about its decision making mm. and be able to effectively communicate with the fan base and win games. Because <laughs> if you do those two, you will be doing the others. The other this is the yeah, point yeah, about yeah. where you're at, you know. Yeah. And 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 hence the the what, the how, and the when. Mm. And and you know, if there's people out there thinking we want to get in Europe, then let's do it this season, right? Mm. Let's not do it in ten seasons' time. Yeah, of course, yeah. The same, but when our favoured one of the stadiums finish, move into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Be decisive, and if you fail, fail quickly, yeah. right? And and we we'll, we will forgive them, won't we? Yeah, if they're trying we to do the right thing. We will forgive them yeah. if they're trying to do the right thing. It doesn't quite work, mm. and then they explain what 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 went on and why and all mm. that sort of stuff. And I think this is really good stuff. This what Kev's mm. done in this one, and it builds on the Julia stuff as well. Yeah. And let's look forward to the next one. Let's hope oh. it's in house and it's not tape. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know what you think in the comments section of Have you listened to the Saying Ground Gurus podcast mm. with Kevin Feller? What did you think of it? What else would you like to hear as we move forward? And should the club be Letting him communicate with us, the manager as well. Get the manager in a more relaxed thing and, yeah, and ask questions. Make it all more uh, have a, a more of a relationship with us fans instead of keeping them at arm's length from people and, and therefore not being able to build relationships. So let us know what you think in the comments. Give the video a thumbs up and subscribe if you haven't. See you later. <laughs>